Jaja Breaker. I'm gonna stand up for this, Jason. Get ready for this. All right, now I'm gonna All sit right. down. All right, I'm gonna get real comfortable. We're gonna talk about Nice Ride. Nice Ride. All right, Nice Ride. Oh, God, maybe I should have worn glasses for this. Here we go. Let's go to uh, since 2013. Nice Ride has set out to promote a lifestyle that emphasizes the three most important aspects of our lives family, friends, and most importantly, fun. Nice Ride is proud to be your one-stop shop for trendy, comfortable California lifestyle apparel. They specialize in a wide variety of apparel, including embroidered hats and caps and coolers and tumblers and outerwear and men's, women's, and children's clothing. <sighs> nice Ride's mission is to keep their customers outfitted with the highest quality designs while providing incredible customer service and maintaining affordable prices whether you're ready to hit the gym or shred some waves our apparel is made from durable material that is perfect for any adventure seeker outdoor enthusiast gym lover or those who just love being comfortable all of nice rides lifestyle apparel is made in the usa and we offer free usa ground shipping to all of the customers and use the promo code jaw for 10% off. Jason. Chris, that is your best one yet. You nailed it like a professional right there. Also, we are sponsored by Earth Skateboards. Earth Skateboards was founded with charity in mind to combine music, art, and skating. We manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all have their charity choice to work with. By supporting Earth Skateboards, you are making a difference and co contributing to a positive change. It is important to us individually to develop awareness and give support to trusted, hardworking charities. Jaw. And Jason. Yes, sir. You also have your own skateboard decks. That I do, Chris. Tell um, me all about them. I'm glad you brought that up. I also work with skateboards and Earth Skateboards. I'm actually one of the co-founders. And I've got my own personal skateboards that I put together myself with my DeVore art and imagery. Uh, recently, I put one out with my Passage in Time lyric art print that you can find and purchase on DeVore art and imagery.com that's d-e-v-o-r-e-a-r-t-a-n-d-i-m-a-g-e-r-y.com i can't believe i pulled that off so go check that out if you want to devoreartandimagery.com earth skateboards and of course fucking nice ride baby nice ride baby Woo-wee! Jaw, jaw, jaw. Jaw, jaw, jaw. take your pants off let me see jaw, jaw, Jawbreaker. Jaw. <laughs> Jawbreaker. The jaw, the jaw, jaw, jawbreaker. Jason bought a big truck. Jaw, jawbreaker. By the way, it's my birthday. So I've had a couple cocktails. Give me, give me a break here, people. <laughs> Let's do it. Fucking on fire. We on. Are we on. We, oh, are, we're on. We, are we. We're on. We're alive as ass. We're alive. Crack, crack. Coconutty. Oh, there it is. Cheers, my friend. All summer. I've been gone all. When's the last time we talked? Even I don't even. I mean, been has like, it been all summer? I think three months. Wow. Time flies. Three of the hottest months gone by without Jason DeVore in my life. Goodbye, summertime in Arizona. I was following <laughs> you on uh, all of your vlogs. I remember I was we say, were I talking I about I you. you. I thought. I thought. 
Yeah, we did. We spoke about you using your uh, downtime, which you have plenty of. Yes, tons. To make uh, videos. Yeah. <laughs> but at, at the end of every video is a cow. Is a cow. That, yeah. Explain the cow. I just, I found the cow online. And you remember uh, the idea came from back with, you know, you, you see like a lot of the, you know, the jackass videos and stuff like that. Or like the, what was it? Dick House. Dick, Dick House, House. Dick House Productions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, that kind of thing. I thought it'd be kind of fun to incorporate some kind of like abstract animal noise or just quirky thing of that nature to the end of my little things to make it the end of the video. That way you knew that was, you know, it's the, the end when segment. the cow comes up. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I did that. And then the, uh, Hey pals thing. I just, Hey pals. And then <laughs> it's, that was done in, I did that in England. It was like the first day of tour on the European tour. And that was the first tour of the summer. And so I did that, and the Hey Pals thing is just my wife's mom calls her husband pal. And so we made a big joke about, like, the, hey, pal, how you doing, pal? <laughs> and so I did that once. I saw Hey Pals on, or pa Hey Pal on a, a brick wall just spray painted. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to, to make something of this whole thing. So I did. And I've consistently used that Hey Pal since that, uh, that moment with the cow. Huh. I've changed the cow once because I couldn't find the cow that I used prior, but I did go back to the cow once I dug it back up from an old vlog that I'd put together. Well, I've been obsessed with watching pigs getting shot. You have been. So Texas has a feral pig problem. Okay. And I don't know if you know. It's been happening for know. a while. So pigs will fuck up your land. Let's say you're a farmer. Let's say you okay? are. You okay. You own this land. You're growing stuff. All of a sudden, you come out. There's probably, I don't know, 50 pigs plus oh, wow. in your crops and they're rooting it up just piles of dirt they they'll and they'll ruin your land they'll really? go up and they'll eat the roots of a tree and they'll just fuck it all up so are they just overbreeding or what's going the on the thing with a pig is all right they're gonna breed at six months of age okay think about that got it right it's like rabbits do about and the then, same and they can have a litter of up to six to ten okay yeah so that's a lot the numbers of numbers are quick yeah they're, that happens quick yeah. You figure like all your kids are having babies as their babies. As their babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're just rooting stuff up and they're eating and they really serve no purpose. It's, it's just beating stuff up. Yeah. So in Texas, there's no season for hunting these things and there's no limit. Really? So the YouTube videos are fantastic. There's a lot of night vision because they'll come out at night and uh, they'll just set up their uh, tripods. There'll be four or five guys with semi-automatics. And because you said, hey, pal. This one guy I watch, he goes, hey, buddy. And the pig will look up. Bam. Oh, my fire gosh. Fire in the hole. But it's all like thermal. I got it. Yeah. And there's some of them that aren't, you know. Yeah. It's a little graphic, I guess, but I don't mind that stuff. Yeah, sure. these guys, they blast them, dude. And then you get these like really gung-ho guys that sure. they got Jeeps and like real fire armor. They got all camoed out and they're just running along next to them. Pop, pop, pop. Because, again, they're a huge nuisance. That's they're wild. And, and they'll... Like you're trying to feed your family, and yeah. these guys are just screwing everything up. Well, so now you gotta go. Dang, that's crazy. I got. I know. I had no awareness of that whatsoever. It's crazy, huh? And I'm not sure. It, it wasn't like that when I was a kid, but uh, for some reason, it's like some. I don't know if someone let fucking pig loose or something, and, and shit got crazy. Yeah. But it's an issue. They, wow. They, I, they do it in helicopters too. Jeez. They'll be in packs of a hundred. Bring out the helicopters. Yeah, and it's not the flat land. That's crazy. And they and you they're 
I saw this one guy. There's two guys mm-hmm. in a helicopter. One guy's loading, and he gives the gun to the other guy. Ba 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 ba. And then he he has another gun that he's loading already. So they're constantly switching guns. Huh. So he's always got a fresh one waiting for him. Damn. And then ba ba ba. We're jumping, we're jumping right in with the, sl- the pig slaughter. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I can't Welcome stop back. watching it. <laughs> That's wild. Because I'm not like an avid hunter or anything, but I grew up on, on a farm. Yeah. And I've, I've hunted, you mm. know what I mean? So while I'm watching this guy, and the sight is right on him, okay? It's right on this pig. And in my mind, I'm thinking, fire, fire, do it, do it. And they don't do it. And that's the addiction. Because I can't wait to see when they're going to do it. Gotcha. You know, and then all of a sudden they'll make a noise and the pig will look up, lights out. Wild. And then five of them scatter and they all go. And then it's like, it's on. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, so there's that. There's that. It's been a good summer. Yeah. <laughs> you missed Hogaween, by the way. I did. I it's, did. Uh, did. Speaking know, of hogs. You know, you're busy doing your thing. I've been out know, about, yep. Having a career and stuff. Tell me about your party. Uh, we took... A hog roast that I do every year. Mm. I get a whole hog and I spin it on the rotisserie that I have. Yeah. And uh, we always have a Halloween party. So the Halloween party is so close to the hog roast that we combine them. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to have two parties because it's a lot of cleanup and, you know, setting up and all that. Yeah. So we'll have one giant party. We'll call it Hogaween. Yeah. So everybody had to dress up like trailer trash or a hillbilly of some sort. Yeah. I saw pictures. Like I say, I saw a couple online. The most comfortable costumes. Yeah. Some, some it comes more naturally than others. Yes. I honestly didn't really have to go shooting in my, well, I honestly didn't have to go into my wardrobe and oh, okay. dig up a lot of stuff. Sure. Cause I already had it. Yeah. I got a, I got, I had a shirt. What did it say? It was a Pabst blue ribbon, oh, but yeah, it said yeah. pure white trash. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I grew That's out the one. mustache. Yeah. Yeah. The chops. Easy fix. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Good. It sounds, it sounded like a lot of fun. It was a blast. I wanted to be here. Yeah. The wife was talking about wanting to get out here too. And, I was like, I'm going to be gone again, but you should go. And then she's like, she's like well, now I'm going to go to the thing and the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, babe. She's, <laughs> she's busy, too. I don't want to go without you and the thing. And I got this other thing with the thing. I'm like, all right, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so the Getting Old Sucks Tour. We were on that. Yes. Yes. It was. Uh, Any highlights? Yeah. A lot of highlights, man. It was, well, my birthday was out there, which was fun. That was a very very highlighted moment. It's the, my uh, birthday. The band, I know. I turned another year older. <laughs> and uh, the band was all out there. Bowling for Soup was a headliner. Mest was also on the bill, and then ourselves. And uh, Mest and us took turns swapping off the opening spot each night, which was cool, a cool way to do that. And then um, what the Bowling for Soup guys did on the birthday was they did the whole cake thing. They brought us out. They brought all the bands out, basically. And uh, did the whole happy birthday sing-along song thing. And he gave a whole speech about how we've all known each other for 20 years plus And how it's weird that we're still hanging out and we're still doing these tours together. And, you know, still people are showing up, which is great, you know, in numbers, which was cool. Because these guys were selling out. Bowling for Soup is uh, bigger than I remembered or thought they were to this point still, I guess. You know, they were they were killing it out there. They were selling out the venues. I was going to say, a lot of people were in those uh, Pictures and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they were selling out venues left and right. And... I was I was happily surprised like with the turnouts that they are bringing in you know these days with uh, again the longevity of of the band and uh, just the history we've had together for so many years you know before that so it was really cool it was a really pleasant surprise and just Im- immediately everybody in the band got along 
and uh, caught right back up like the first day. It was like nothing was awkward. You know, sometimes you get in tours and it's a little uncomfortable at first or it's, it's a little bit like it takes some time to be like chummy with the buddies and stuff again, you know, because 20 years. Yeah. You know, and that's about the last time that, or no, we saw them uh, 10 years ago, but it still is 10 years. And it was like one show, you know, in the last 20 years at a festival that you barely said hi and crossing, you know. <laughs> and so this was like we're hanging out again and we got right into it. Jarrett, the singer of Bowling for Soup, has the memory of a freaking steel trap door. He's bringing up like moments from back then. I'm like, I don't remember signing the papers for my record deal. You know, it's like yeah. shit like that. I'm like, you're impressing the shit out of me right now. And so he brought back a lot of fond memories that like I was not, again, remembering and uh, just triggered a lot of like instant like conversations of cool stuff that, uh, led to like the next, you know, what have you been doing since kind of stuff, you know? So yeah. it was really cool, man. It was all around a really great tour, great, great crowds. Their crowd was like 80% brand new to our band, which was fantastic, which I loved working for every single night. Yeah. It was like, rather than just like, oh, they know the songs, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you know, it was more like, ah, you have no idea what I'm doing up here screaming at you. Uh, had to dial it back a little bit because we just got done with Europe playing like actual hardcore festivals. Yeah. You know, it's where it's like the more energy and the higher, more pissed off you are or whatever, you know, intense, I guess is a better word. They love it. Uh, yeah. But so you go from that to like, you know, it's more of a pop punk crowd, which is a lot of people that are, you know, our age. And just getting off of work or older and just kind of making their way to the show and came to have a nice time. You know, they came to have a nice time, listen to some nice songs they could sing along to and just enjoy the party. And we were going from like straight to slap you in the dick and like, you know, <laughs> jump on your head and like, you know, I want to see the biggest circle pit to like, everybody calm down, just here to have a nice time. You know, but it was a lot of fun in that regard because each night was you knew it was going to be a good time. You knew you were going to get out there and the audience was going to be, because every night they were so receptive and so kind or whatever, but they were genuinely like entertained by our group as well as the, the pop punk you know bands that were to come uh, throughout the night that they were actually there for. So it was cool. It was a cool way to build in a, a broader fan base and play into different segments of stage performance and like dig deep and do it a different way than just going out there and thrashing to pieces. Yeah, it's not the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. You really broke it up. It was nice. Ugh. That was me. That's what's I'm up. I'm tell you right now. I'm going to get some me. of this in me. So, uh, mm. you're redoing your kitchen. I saw pictures. I did redo my kitchen. It is done. Well, it's finished. We think so. Okay. For, for now, yeah. So, it starts with the, ca you know, it starts with the cabinets. And then we've done these cabinets like two times before, at least, I think. We've been in this house 20 years. So we've done it at least 22 times before, 20 times before. 22 times? <laughs> <laughs> and so I forgot about that, and I started just sanding them. I was like, yeah, it'll be easy. we like a day project. We can do this thing quick. Start sanding them, and then all of a sudden I see the second layer of paint below that come oh, popping out. This is going to take longer, and I thought. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently I painted it with like latex because it was like coming up like rubber, and like it wouldn't smooth out. It was like anytime I'd try and blend it in or sand it off, it would just pop up and be more, more just depth and like, you know, cracks and crannies and stuff that you will definitely see if there's new paint painted over top. Shit. So I'm like, this is not going to be easy as I thought, just like just sanding this thing off. And so I was like, it's going to come down to paint thinner. So now I got to do it the right way. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Should have done that probably the first 10 times or whatever it was that I actually did them before. So we do that. I get them outside. I do the spray paint thinner and I start uh, just... It, uh, it immediately comes off, which is fantastic. I'm like, this is going to be way faster than me trying to figure this out. 
So I start scraping it all off. It still takes a full day to get all those done because there's a lot of cabinets. And they kept coming from nowhere. I'm like, where are these cabinets coming from? I'm like, we only, I only took off like seven cabinets. There's like 17 out here. I swear to God, they kept on popping up. And I'm like, even she was like, what the fuck? More Because ca- she was painting inside. As I would finish one up, I'd bring it inside. And the process continues. It's like a feral pig. They yeah. just keep reproducing. You know what I mean? These yeah. cabinets just keep rolling in, dude. <laughs> you got all these cabinets lying around. Yeah. So we just got to work on it, got it done, got them painted. Took about two days. And there was discussion about doing the tops again, the countertops. But after getting them all painted, the tops actually looked pretty good still with the color we chose. So what color did you choose? What's we chose. It's called. What is that called? Because they have fun, funny names. Yeah, it's a deep. It's almost like the color of your shirt. It's like a deep gray. All right. But like, you're just more purple right now because it's been washed a few times. But it's more of a deep gray with, but not too dark to where it's like depressingly dark in the daytime or, or nighttime, I guess. So it's not like overly dark. So it's just a good all around deep gray color. And then you have something light to, to like a backsplash. We have a backsplash, contrast. pure white right. on top and then the back. You know, we, we went modern on this one I'm and did that. HGTV. I know what's yeah, up there. See, I'm, you know what's I'm going married. on. Yep, see, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know it's, it's part of the process. So, so what sparked this whole uh, uh, renovation? We talked about doing it for some time now because our cabinets just look like crap. They looked so bad. They were just dirty. It was like this weird. Each time I'm looking at the colors I'm sanding, I'm like, what were we thinking with these colors? Like, they just look like they were pretty much, I think they were actually. Even that was me. They were like, <laughs> I think they were like the the second chance paints that were like set out that are cheaper. Ah, because you, you get like the giant tubs. Yeah, I got yeah, a deal on it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's go with this kind of tan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way with my arm. I got a, uh, a deal on blue. Yeah, Man, see, there's an awful lot of blue on my arm. There is an awful lot of blue on that arm. Ninety percent. I'm blue. I'm stoked to see your sharks pop out with that much blue too. That's ah. that's cool the way you did it. Yeah, that's sick. You like dude. that muscle? I love it. You've been working out too, still. Yeah, dude, I've been. Yeah, walking. I've been going nuts. Shifting gears here. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in. I've been doing cold plunges every morning. Have you really? So here I, at the house? Yeah, I want to do it. I wanted to do it, but I. The whole thing is, it's. It's hard to explain. If I get the fucking machine that keeps everything cold, right? I have to get like a motor to keep the water cold. Otherwise, you have to go buy ice. Yes. And then dump the ice in. I'm not doing that every morning. No, that's right. a lot of that's, a lot of work for one that's ice. Crazy. Bath. That's counterproductive. Counterproductive. So then I'm like, all right, well, I would have to buy the the machine that has the motor yeah. to keep it cold. And I'm like, wait a second, I've got a swimming pool. Right. And that puppy in the shallow end gets freezing. Okay. I haven't I haven't put like a uh I, there's a thermometer floating around there somewhere, yeah. but it's dark outside. It's four in the morning when I go. Sure. And it's getting chilly outside. Oh yeah. So I walk out of my underwear. My pool is freezing right now. Yeah. And so I can imagine like so four yeah, in the morning. So yeah, just use that. Yeah. So that I go out there, I set my my uh, alarm for uh, three minutes. Okay. Take my underwear off, butt yeah. booty naked. Doing it. It's your and house. I know. It is dark outside. It's so dark there's outside. that. There's a little comfort <laughs> in that, you know. So I bend over and I have to press the start button. I get naked. I bend over. <laughs> yeah, like I'm in prison. That's right. And I'm doing my breathing. I'm and long breaths out. Long, long breaths. Yeah. Out. And it just calm down. Yeah. Calm down. And now my mind's doing everything to find something else to focus on. Something I should do before mm. I get in this pool. Right. I want to hit the start button. Okay. But then you're committed. Once that happens, you get in the fucking pool. Yeah. It's time to execute. Let's go you know time. what I mean? You got to get in there. So you hit the button. 
He turned right around. I walk in like a crab. I'm like, <laughs> I, go, I got three stairs, you know, and, and you got to go in quick. You got to yeah. rip, rip the bandaid off and yeah. just get the fuck in there. That's the hardest part, dude. That's the way. That's the hardest part is getting in and the mental thing that happens. So I figured if I better do this before it turns into like next month and then the month after, because you can see your breath outside. Yeah, dude. Some mornings. Can you really? Yeah. Out here? Out here. Well, okay. For I haven't seen that sure. yet. sure. You go out there first thing, because I get up to go to work, you yeah. know, and I'll go out there. It'll be freezing cold, and yeah. you can see your breath. It's like, sometimes you get frostbite. Well, yeah. the, the plants, you got to cover them. Sure. So probably around New Year's. Oh, yeah. There's a That's good right. week stretch where you got to cover your plants. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so I go out there, and I do the three minutes, and then I get out. And uh, I figured I better start now and acclimate my body yeah. to What's the real to deal come. that's common. Yeah, the real right? ice bath. So I figure I'm about, I'm about 50% through this. So I got in there, and it was cold. It was a shock. And then this month, it really, really turned. Yeah. It turned cold on me. Okay. And uh, so now the thing that's happening is once I get in, I go up to my neck, and I just sit there, I'll look at the stars, mm-hmm. and I'll breathe. Yeah. So I'll just do my breathing. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> my hands and my feet, they start hurting. It feels like there's pins and needles on them. Right. Before, I didn't really do that. It was just uncomfortable cold. Mm-hmm. This next step, that's what's happening. So I Googled it. I'm like, what's going this on? This is okay. <laughs> it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So it's the blood moving away from your hands and your feet going to the center of your body to create warmth. Okay. Then there comes a point after about 30 seconds that you kind of get a little numbness going. So it really makes it easier wow. and you just concentrate and then three minutes get is up and i i just tell myself in this three minutes i've already done more than most people all fucking day that's do. very true a lot you of people with, we'll uh, just say a lot of people yeah so and that's also, my motivation yeah. then i'm done i dry off i'm freezing to my core i'm cold literally and i come in and i warm up on the dogs and they look at me like i'm fucking crazy <laughs> like get the fuck yeah, off yeah, of me man <laughs> get off me. And, and kelly's always like you're cold you're freezing and then i put my shorts like, come on. here babe yeah, i tried that <laughs> yeah it didn't work out <laughs> she doesn't like it too much yeah so I then i go it. work out yeah and i hit i hit the weights reheat and yeah then i take a shower and go to work and, and start your day off pretty awesome i'm sure like dude, as far as like my blood everything. is flowing yeah it flows yeah. So much better. I did my first, I might have talked about this, I don't recall, but I talked. I did my first ice bath in Japan because we were out there and the hotel rooms are super small. The tub just was looking like it should be an ice bath. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm like, I had the day off. And I was like, I'm here. I don't know if they sell ice at the convenience stores because sometimes they don't, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to check it out. Because the, the water, I think what triggered it was too, like I felt the water was like pretty cold already i was like i was like this could be an opportunity to like maybe dip in and just sit in this for a while and try this whole thing out yeah experiment and so i did and they had ice and so i got like seven bags of ice and took it back to the hotel room dumped it all in there did my thing and this was uh may or something april may i think it was and uh just dipped in sat there i I filmed the whole thing too I, i think i don't know if i and reposted it or did my vlog thing or whatever, but <laughs> I think I need to dig it up and like make that. I think it was before I decided to start doing actual vlog things, right? And like titling them, you know, titling them the on tour divorce stuff. But um, it was cold. 
but it was awesome. Like you say, it was like, but I did it at night like a fool. So it kind of got me, it woke me up. You're a little amped up. It woke me, yeah, woke yeah. me up and got the blood you know, going. And I was like, well, shit, now it's 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> it was almost like out of boredom, too, because I was like, you know, everything's closed in Japan right now. The streets are quiet. I'm like, well, I'm going to take this opportunity. You know, the convenience stores are open yeah. like 24 hours. So shit works. But it was awesome. Yeah, and I dug yeah. it. And I did, I did not that every day since on J- in Japan, but I did ice cold shower instead, at least, because uh, it was a realization again that. You know, it's always nice to get a warm shower in the morning, but it makes you sleepy. Yeah. You know, but this ice cold uh, everything was killer. So I would love to. You talked about the machine ones, uh, the machine uh, ice baths you can get. I've seen like those popping up. I think I looked it up one time, of course, with Facebook and everything. It Now it's popping up all the time with oh, like, different yeah. variations. But I've seen a few that I'm like, I'm like, that could be kind of cool. Maybe in the backyard, you know, on the back little patio and just have it running. I may have to invest in one of those because when summertime comes... The pool is warm. Yeah. No, yeah. All year. Or it could all be. Summer. It's I not... mean, think about that in the summertime in Arizona, like just having that on hand anyways, because you're already broiling right? to death. <laughs> like dipping that, be like, I'm fine. I, it like I, sets I, you like normal temperature instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you'll just fucking be sitting in warm water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what the benefit of that is. If it would, if it would stay cold, that is, I guess. But oh, 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 woof, woof, woof. Woof, dogs woof. are barking. Might hear a dog barking in the background. Yeah. So uh, I just saw a kid walk out when I was pulling up to your place. I saw a kid walk across the street, and I swear to God, Jenkos again. Really? I think we talked about this with Jenkos. They're coming back. They're coming back, dude. Big baggies. That seemed like a that seemed like proof in the pudding. I thought I was like, (laughs) no, take them back to where you got them. Yeah, they were like give them back. Give them back to mom. They were big. (laughs) They were were big big and baggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. Some urban wear that they call it. Urban wear, urban yeah. Wear. I had to bring it up, you know, at least urban outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rags and all that. We talked about that before. But yeah, I hope it's not a thing. I hope it's a phase. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it back in the day, a couple pairs. Did you read any good books on tour? I did not read any good books on tour. Did I read any good books on tour? I didn't read any books on tour, actually. Weirdly enough, I think I was more focused on. Uh, Vlogging? A lot of the video stuff, yeah. yeah. I was like really diving into the video Takes stuff. Your time and, yeah, and uh, I did some more writing on the tour um, in some of the spare time because now that the band is done touring for the year, we have a show Friday. Uh, but other than that, now that the band's done touring for the year, we have about four or five months off. So I'm like, well, now's a prime time to really start diving into now that my solo record's done or yes. completing itself yes. sooner than later. Uh, it's opened up some headspace for new direction of music you know leading back to the band obviously and more the the uh that stylistically i guess and just more new fresh ideas to like now put on the table because you know the, the songs have been written for the solo record for a while a couple of years now so they've just been out there so now there's been like two years of backlogging that you know and things and experiences that have happened i guess since that that uh i'm now excited to start writing some of the new stuff so i started writing some stuff you on the road changes What's it? To those songs that have been two years old. Yeah, dramatically. It's a little old. I want to update it. There's some that are like about COVID. It's like it's like how shitty things were and like uh, locked in your house. And it's like now I'm like, is this even worth putting out? I'm like, relevant. who wants to hear me saying this fucking sucks? Because <laughs> 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 like the song is called We're All Fucked Up. It's like wa- Wafu, I'm calling it basically. Okay. And it's like the chorus is we're all fucked up and leaning on each other. Yeah, we're all corrupt. My sisters and brothers, what a faithless dream with dreams undiscovered, tearing at the seams. We quiver and we shudder. And it's like, I guess it's still relevant in other sex, you know, sections of life and yeah, adversity yeah. and all these things. But 
it was very it's pretty clear and specific that it's about like we're all trapped in our houses we can't go out and do the things we want to do and i've been on tour uh you know i take the first train out uh and hit the 40 east i'm jumping out of my skin with the sense of release it's been i haven't hit the road in 365 you know things like that so you've been home for a while and you're kind of dwelling over that so things like that i was like yeah i didn't change anything i was like we'll leave it how it is but a lot of the other songs uh were pretty much ideas that were more cataloged in my phone throughout that process even uh, with just like, you know, whether it be depressing moments or happy moments or like things of that nature that got more fully developed throughout the recording process of it to make them come more to life rather than just fragmented ideas. You got any new ones on the table? Uh, well, you know, I got my phone right here. You want to hear, you want to hear a little taste? Like to hear, here it goes. So I'm working with the producer. I hate, I hate talking about me so much on this, but check it out. Well, you're the one with all the new shit coming out. You know, I don't you know need what to, I mean? but I'm over here fucking watching hog videos. I swear. And sit, sitting in cold water. The slaughter to prevail. <laughs> no. no, I promise one day we're going to have a, a very special guest on this show again, friends. And it's not going to be, uh, about my solo things or the, the band, but for the moment, it is all about that. So check this out. You got to hear this stuff. <laughs> so I'm working with a producer, Bob Hogue, here uh, locally. Uh, we, we talked about him in the yes. past as well. Bob Hogue, uh, Bob Hogue at the moment. Uh, was also Kristen at Underdog Studios and Ricardo. But right now, Bob and I have divin deep, deep into the songs and like redeveloping some of the sounds and a lot of stuff, unfortunately, that I recorded at Underdog Studios was out of tune. We didn't you know, realize that at the time. Uh, things were a bit out of line and there's been a lot of just refocusing on the songs that we thought we had and now uh, have grown and been uh, redeveloped a bit since then, which is great because that's what this whole record's about is just an experimentation of what can be and because I had no set plot of what it was, ah. you know. So that's the great thing about it is like the, uh, the journey of it from front to back for me with this thing too and I'm excited to hear what it does come out to be but the way it's coming out is really exciting and it's um, really um, taking a turn for the better than what I already thought it was going to be. So um, we're working also with one song. It's going to be my first single on the record called Turn It Off. And it's a song I wrote. It's a rock. It's kind of like a pop rock song. Right. And I presented it to the Authority fellas. And I was like, what do we think about this thing? And we're like, oh, it sounds a little familiar to this other one we did on two records ago. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to that guy and just, I'll do it acoustic on my album. And it'll be kind of in the shadows and it won't be like so connected to the band in some way. All right. But this song turned out to be completely different than even the song that was sounding like it referenced um, and became this thing, <laughs> which I'm very stoked on. And it's also got Bob Hogue playing some drums on it because we did some fixes on that as well as Showy here locally. And uh, it's got Chris from the Ataris on it. Oh, shit. He, he jumped in and did a guitar lead on it. All right. And uh, my man Brendan from Mercy Music, who is now filling in for my band Authority Zero, uh, also jumped in and did some rhythm things on it to help fan, guitar it, guy. fan it up again. Yeah, yeah fan it up a bit. So with that, let me see if I can dig it up here and show you at least a chorus or something, a piece of it. Um, there it is. Turn it off. Any day now. So with that, I know, totally. I was not prepared. I was ill prepared. <laughs> and so um, there's another producer called, his name is Tom Lord Algy. Okay. And he, his brother, something else, Lord Algy. I can't remember his Sounds name. Sounds like royalty. I know. Totally does. <laughs> so I was intrigued out of the gate. I was like, let's get that guy. Yeah. Alfred Lord Tennyson. But he's like one of those producers is like, you put his name, he puts your name, he puts his name on it. He's got his settings in his board. He, he sounds, he's got that sound. He's done like Blink-182. He's done like 
My Chemical Romance. He's done so many artists. It's crazy. If you look him up online. Um, but we turned to him for the first single to kind of like set the premise for what we wanted the record to sound like and get the first single sounding radio friendly or single ready and all, all these right. things, you know. Kind of set the bar for us to see what we wanted to go for. So this is a song called Turn It Off, just a piece, just a taste. All right. Wet Record's the whistle. coming out in April. Yes, yeah, wet the whistle, give you an idea. But this is the first Tom Lord Algae mix we got back, and there's going to be changes on this as well. But at the moment, it sounds pretty banging, so okay. check this out. A little bit 80s sounding, right? I dig Out it. of the gate, yeah, me too. A little, little throwback. We'll go, we'll go through the first chorus. So that's where we're at. That's uh, that's it's a got a big sound. It does. And that's that's it's a cool. Full. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for with this uh, direction of this album is like you know it's a solo album, but I got to the point where I was like, well, what's a solo album I mean? It's got to be like sad and acoustic and just little old me kind of thing. You know, you, you see solo <laughs> albums all the time, and I'm like, I've incorporated different elements of music and musicians into my past records and stuff. So I was like, let's take it to the next level with this. Why not? And yeah. actually put no holds barred and like actually see what it can be with each song rather than just like this complete stripped down stuff which i can always do live of course you know but with this it's uh it's been fun getting professional musicians in more than i ever have you should do <coughs> slash has done it uh carlos santana's done it they've done an album <coughs> where yeah. like santana has an album where he has a, a different singer for each song and they mm. just do remakes Oh, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, like they had uh, Chris Daughtry sang uh, Photograph by Def Leppard. Okay. Um, they redid, I think it was Whole Lot of Love, and it had uh, Chris Cornell oh, singing. Wow. So it's a really, really good album. Yeah. And it's just See, kind of, but it was fantastic. But you could do that with originals. Sure. You know, and just have different backup players yeah. playing. You know. That's what I'm thinking about doing with this, too, is because, I mean, when this releases finally, I think it'd be silly if I came out and just released this record like this, you know, with a couple acoustic songs on it and just played all of them acoustic for my release party. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to try. There's like horns on this thing. There's like all sorts of, you know, local artists and stuff and, and uh, the others I spoke about as well. But get an actual band put together and like, you know, have a band for like bigger events. I'll do my acoustic things or whatever, too. But um, have a full band professionally put together yeah. to like do a big release and make it a thing, you know, rather than just like a yeah, it's a solo record, right? You know, yeah. make it a fun thing and like try and go on tour with it and do stuff like that with a maximize production. it, yeah, it, make it the best you can be, yeah. Why not? I think so. Why wouldn't you want to? Here we go. Don't half ass it. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Come this far. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited, man. So that's that's, good. that's what's up with studio. We I listened to a podcast with you on it. 
the guy from Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake. Yeah. Krista Makes a Podcast. Yeah. If you guys are listening to this, go check out Krista Makes a Podcast, too. He's got a lot of cool cool things with his podcast. He uh, he took that song, One More Minute, and broke it down. Word I've by never, word. I've never seen anything like it. First time. That was pretty special, right? Yeah, That's that was... a I, unique approach to a podcast questionnaire with uh I'm used to artist. witty banter like you and I have. Yeah. And he just took it. He's like, all right, these three bars. Let's talk about these three bars and what they mean to you. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Even I was like, well, I, I don't learned, have any idea what they mean to me. I learned a little bit. Yeah, you were you're on the yeah, on the I fly. was on the spot. Yeah, I was like, I had to think back legitimately to like what each line meant, you know, because I know encompassed what the song meant to me, you know, when I first put it together. But like when I we, we stripped it down to like those key phrases or, you know, moment to moments, I was like, man, what was that? I'm like, oh, that was, I was, I was in, uh, I was in uh, Gringo's bar and just fucking hanging upside down naked, you know, <laughs> it was <Right>. like <laughs> moments like that. And it's like, it was really cool. It's a cool concept. Cause like you say, I've never heard anybody do something like that personally on a podcast. I'm sure it's out there, but uh, it was a definitely a unique way to go about interviewing his, uh, his uh, people that came in his guests and all that. It was, so. That podcast was definitely done through a, mu- a musician's eyes. Yeah. Like you can tell that's how he operates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it was, it was good. And it, the cool thing about the way he did it was that he got me talking. He basically just and out of the gate, almost like puts the ball in my court. So now it's like, now you tell the story. You know, it's like the quick questions. What does that mean? And I'm like, uh-huh. fucking great question, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Actually. Next back to you, Chris. <laughs> So uh, I had a really good time with it, though, man. Me and Chris, again, from Less Than Jake, I mean, we go back 20 years as a band. And so that alone is cool, as he brought up in the podcast, you know. But, I mean, I even told him, like, and beyond that, Chris, it's like, I've known you longer than that because I've been a fan of your band for, you've been around for 150 years. You know, it's like, <laughs> you guys have put out 75 albums. And, like, um, I didn't tell him this on the podcast because I was going to sneak it in, but I don't want to be that guy too much. Yeah. But, uh I've, I've ripped him off vocally in the past, you know, straight away, straight up. Like there's a song called, what is it? Welcome to Riverview. No, I can't remember exactly. But point being that there's like, they have a big thing with their yas. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I straight up took that when I was younger, just influenced by Less Than Jake and incorporated it into the very beginning of my song, Sky's the Limit. As you can oh, shit, hear very yeah. clearly. And there's a harmonization in there that I do as well on the recording because him and, uh, and uh, oh, geez, I'm fucking brain farting right now. Uh, well, so they, they harmonize okay. very well together. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys. Yeah. I gotta look it up now. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> Damn it. Is this his birthday, too? Oh, shit. I know. So we're going to cut this and make sure that it turns out the right way. On a special day, you forgot his name. <laughs> I know. Uh, singers. What an asshole. <laughs> I even know this. It's so funny. Hold on. Oh, and Roger. I was thinking George. I don't know I thinking. Roger, I'm sorry, dude. I was thinking for George for a second. Um, brain fart, long summer. But yeah, so George and Chris, like they're... George. Roger and Chris. <laughs> uh, their harmonies are just so spot on. To where when I was younger, I thought they were the same dude just doing the same, you know, vocal like I do a lot of times in yeah. my records. But these two just have such a cohesive, patterned, like, just brilliance of their vocal harmonies that it's like, it, it just sounds like the same person. But so I took that, you know, idea and ran with it with the intro of that song and a lot of the older songs in general, you know, like Good Old Days, things like that. Even yeah. You'll hear a lot of that in there. So I was going to tell him that, but we got right into the song. So I was like, I'll leave that for the next time. 
So yeah, big influence and uh, great dudes and just a lot of fun. Was it was it more than one guy? It was Chris on the podcast. Was Chris and he has yeah. a partner named Chris as well. I don't know his last name, but I think it's just the two of them that run that podcast. Yeah. One one's kind of the behind the scenes and takes care of the organization and interview um, hookups and all of that stuff. And then Chris is the podcast guy. Got it. So yeah, he's Got he's it. been doing good with that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like it's a very entertaining podcast. I saw you were taking some Alpha Brain. Keeping, I, keeping the brain. I did. Have you noticed I haven't stopped talking yet? Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Me too. I can't I was, shut up. I was half asleep when I walked in here, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it too when you were overseas. You were like, yes, yeah. I, brought, I saw. I saw you went like that. You know? Yeah, I brought some out. I brought. I did. I bought a little bottle of the uh, the capsules to bring out with me. But weirdly enough, like did the it capsules. Not really. It was weird. It's almost like I woke up really hungover feeling when I ate the capsules. Oh, really? As opposed to the packets, which I've had the packets prior, but. I was like, I was like, oh, I'll take the capsules of time, and it might be easier. I don't know why I thought that, but as far as like just choking them down rather than trying to find a bottle of water, you know, if I need it. Um, but I did, and it didn't. It didn't seem to have the same. Actually, mentally, it didn't have the same effect on me as it did with the actual powder packets. The powder gets it. It does right away immediately. Yeah, it's in your which I've noticed right now. But yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, those were not firing the right receptors that it does with the packets for some reason. So I don't know what the deal with that is, but I was taking the proper amount. Wasn't uh, taking too less or too many to like overdose on my alphas. Right. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't like getting really high really quick and then coming back around to a drop zone. <laughs> you know, it just wasn't kicking the way that it does with the packets. Why did you call it the getting old sucks tour? So I didn't call it that. Cause it was, but, it's a great name. Yeah. That was all Jarrett and the Bowling for Soup guys. Okay. Cause you know, they're, they're a comedy Comedy pop punk act. Like, I mean, pretty much three quarters of their show is comedy and it's brilliant. You know what I mean? It's like Jarrett could be just a comedian by himself and that's it and be successful doing that in so many ways. But he incorporates it into a brilliant band because they're, they're just so spot on. His voice is so spot on every night. Everything just like works so well with the comedy entwined with it and it's only gotten better over the years. Um, but with that comes age and he knows that and he mm-hmm. plays on that. And so he incorporates that into everything they're doing. Like, it's like, no, like, we're not trying to be the young guys anymore. We're not trying to be this, you know, the, the super sexy little dudes or whatever back in the pump pocket, you know, 20 years back kind of yeah. thing. It's like, we're getting older. This fucking sucks. We're still rocking out. And we have a song called uh, Getting Old Sucks, I think, too. Or at least it's incorporated in one of their songs. Um, getting Old Sucks, but we're doing it the right way or something like that. You know, so they're still like living it out and living the best they want and living can life. yeah as long as till the wheels fall off kind of thing you know and people are so receptive to that and the the honesty of it you know and they're like fuck me too dude yeah <laughs> you're right this fucking sucks i'm getting older i've gotten some funny responses back like well i'd rather be getting old than fucking not getting old and i'm like i know i know i know i'm like but the point is it kind of sucks you know shit starts falling you know starts falling apart sometimes you're you know, start sagging in places you don't want to sag, and you're working a lot harder yeah. to stay in shape and physically active, and all these Less things. Less saggy. Less saggy. Yeah, you know. Do they have a podcast? Keep things lifted. Sounds like he doesn't. Should. He should have a podcast, Jared. If you're listening to this, which I'm going to go and sure you make sure you get the link, uh, you should start a podcast. Everybody has a podcast now. Ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I need something. Yeah, I listened to one the other day. The uh, there's a metal band called As I Lay Dying. I've heard of them. Which is like a great band metal name yeah you know totally high fives all around for, uh, <laughs> so the singer was his name tim lambassus something around that mm-hmm. so 
he had an issue with his wife and he, what basically he paid to have her killed. Oh shit. Now this is, wait, I think I heard about this. Yeah. This is years ago. Yeah. Years and yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have heard it about never this. went through. Right. And the police found out about it. Okay. So basically he paid someone to do it. And, uh, so he's in like three years in jail. Right. All right. I have heard about this. I don't remember when. So it kind of went away because he was doing time, but he got out. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the band's back together. I saw these guys at, at the Mayhem Festival at uh, fucking Ak Chen. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing sound. And everybody was looking around. Like, it's a screamo, you know, they're fucking heavy as shit. Yeah. But everyone's looking around at each other going, is it just me or are these guys really getting it right now? Killing it right now. <laughs> you know, it, there's two stages. Yeah. And one's done, the other one goes. And it goes back and forth, back okay. and forth. Yeah. Um, the previous band sounded great, but for some reason, these guys were tuned in just right. The instruments were hitting just right. It was amazing. They sounded so fucking good. And then I, I hear about this, mm-hmm. this fucking whole thing. And then the he whole, goes away. Yeah. So now he's back. And he had to like get right with this band because they sure. were like, this like "Yo, you're guy trying to here. come in my sleep too, kind of shit." Or right. <laughs> so the podcast is phenomenal. Hmm. It's uh. So he does it, or the band does it collectively. There's a guy called uh, his last name is Garza. Okay. And it's called the Garza Podcast, and he is a guitar player in Suicide Silence. I've heard of that band which as is well. A fucking another heaviest shit band. Yeah. Um, but he only does it with like really like heavy bands. So okay. if you are, if you're into that, yeah. the Garza podcast is really cool. Gar- I'll check it out just because. But yeah, that else. Tim Lamp, I mean, he fucking he gets emotional. Yeah. And then you start looking at the lyrics, like after they reformed, mm-hmm. and like this dude is 100 percent remorseful. You can tell. Okay. And he's all about regaining the trust of his bandmates. And Probably he, fans at that point too. Yeah, I think, man. and he's Maybe like, he thing. couldn't believe that when they reformed a band and went out, that the place was packed. Yeah, he couldn't believe it. He was expecting two people to be there. Oh, I can imagine. You yeah, know? I mean, I would. Yeah, I, I fully would. Yeah, I'd be like, man, people probably super bummed that I'm right trying to be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to kill people and shit. And yeah, because everyone knew, it, like, it was news. This was big fucking news back in the day. And I, yeah. there's so much news out there, it kind of gets lost. Sure. Over time. Yeah. But they had two albums since then, and it's totally restructured, I guess. Before, it was like ripping guitar and, mm-hmm. rah, 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 and just screaming. Rah, rah, and it was just, but that was the song. The entire song was that. Okay. Now, it's that. Still heavy as balls, but there's like a chorus. There's melody and stuff. There's melody, and, there's, and it's still heavy. Yeah. I mean, so... And then you look at the words, and it's it's all about redemption. There's one called "Shaped by Fire," mm. and that's his stint in jail was him being shaped by fire. Gotcha. So he's learning the rights and wrongs. If you just listen to him, it's like dude yelling and screaming. Sure, you, know, you sure. don't get much out of it. But when you read the lyrics, right, and you can understand them, you're like, ah, yeah, this guy's been through some shit. Yeah, he's telling you know, a story. Very, very good podcast. Wow, yeah. I'll check that out, man. Because like, yeah, I'm always open to listening to any podcast and just kind of experimenting and seeing what's out there you've listened to any podcast while you're uh i listen to what's what do i listen to out there let me see what i've listened to see my brain's all over the place i'm trying to think of what i even have done in my life the last four months <laughs> it's all blurring together <laughs> it's all a big <laughs> mash up of screaming and sweat and did you see the venomous pinks while you're on the road 
No, I didn't get to see them, but it's weird because we did cross paths. Like we were like just ships in the night. Yeah. Like for a couple of shows. And then toward the yeah, toward the beginning of the first leg of the Bowling for Soup tour, we did three shows on our own just to, you know, make our way out there to the East Coast and meet up with the tour. And uh it was like we played in Albuquerque and then the next night Venomous Pinks played Albuquerque. Oh. And then we played the next town and same same shit. And we're like, why didn't we combine these things? You know, it was like because it was weird because we played Ska Night at one of these venues. I can't remember where that was at again. But it was in Texas. And uh, the night before was Punk Night. And Pinks were on Punk Night. And we were on Ska Night. And I was like, I'm going to freak out some of your, your buddies here. I think that's going to happen. We're, uh, they're <laughs> not going to know what's going on with us playing. Because we're actually all Ska bands, all right. the horns. you know. And we headlined it. you know, Which is great. But it was definitely not a Ska band playing. Not at all. <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> and we're like, should we play more of the Ska songs? We're like, nah, let's just go do our fucking thing. And we're like, let's go. <laughs> not one and horn in the band. Uh, not a horn. Not even one. <laughs> no, so, uh, but we didn't get to see them, unfortunately, no. But they were out with, just recently with the Dead Kennedys. And uh, again, they've been out with the Kennedys a lot. And um, I just saw, I was out at Banger in the Hangar. It's a yeah. skate competition out in, yeah, let's talk about this. This is fun. Uh, Banger in the Hangar, it's a skate festival that a guy named Scott puts on. He owns Houston Vert Ramp, and it's out there in Houston. He owns this giant property, and it's brilliant. It's like a vert ramp made by vert skaters himself, and like he puts this whole event on called Banger in the Hangar. And it's just a free free event that people come out to. You have to sign a waiver online and have your little ticket at the door to show you got your barcode. But once you're in, it's it's killer. It's like there's vendors there, and it's like this. It's the biggest handmade ramp, I think, is what it was. Is it a contest um, or is it just people going? So it's it's a competition, but it's all for fun. So it's not even like this serious like thing, but it's it's taken seriously by the skaters, of course. You yeah. know, they want to make sure they because sh- that's where you shine. You shine there. There's a lot of people there. Pros are there. I met Tony Hawk there last year at it. Remember? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah. that's the same thing. Yeah. And, um, and he wasn't there this year. And so they were we there with you. So we took out Earth Skateboards. Okay. Yeah. So we all went out there. I had a show, unfortunately, back here in Phoenix last Saturday. So this was just last weekend I went to this. Yes. Um, so I had a show Saturday last weekend at Wayne Fest out here. And that's the day of the main of. Calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a. Um, so the main the main event was on Saturday, the day of the show that I had to fly back home for. Unfortunately, I double booked, which kind of sucks. But I got out there Thursday and Friday. Friday is the pre party. I know. I double booked. Can you believe that shit? I can't even believe it. You're, you're, you're laughing right now because I've rescheduled this podcast twice with you already. And now That's we're finally. Story. That is another story. <laughs> but it, it kind of plays into this one a little bit. <clears throat> so we're out there, man, and it's just so cool. And like everyone's just super, you know, hang out, chat, um, chatty. Uh, uh, Rodney Mead was out there. Got to meet him for the first time, you know, old school skater as well. And I didn't realize who it was at first. And then I saw him just recently post something up today. And it's an old picture of him on the vert ramp and then one from the banger in the hangar. And I was oh. like, that was fucking Rodney Mead. Damn. I'm an asshole. I was like, sup, dude? You know? <laughs> yeah, good to meet you. Yeah, sure. I know. But it was cool. And uh, they had giveaways. They like do best trick, things like that. Big air competition with Jeremy Green, our guy. Uh, I think he tied with another skater called named Colin out there. Colin something or rather was his name. Like I typed his name down because I want to check into him. But Colin's a killer skateboard. Oh, Colin Graham. So if you're into skateboarding, check out Colin Graham as well. He's doing magnificent things in skateboarding world. And uh, he's probably going to be a guy you'll see on X Games and all this pretty soon. As well as Jeremy Green, our guy with our yeah, skateboards. They're on Instagram. Yeah. 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 So go check yeah. them out on Instagram. Follow them. You'll see a lot of their big tricks. Like they're back riding uh, 
I think it's Bob Burnquist's uh, mega ramp in Ooh. San Diego all the time, which there's a giant gap of like probably 30 feet. And there's a shitty little broken ass ripped apart net below it that's not going to catch anything, <laughs> except maybe your skateboard so you don't like it doesn't get lost somewhere in the woods. Fling off. But if you don't make that gap, you're fucking dead. Or you're breaking some serious bones and like concussions and things. It's like a 40, 50, 60 foot drop, I think, from that gap. Jeez. So it's, it's some serious stuff. You got to know what you're doing to get this thing. Um, but our skaters at it, you know, um, yeah, Jeremy Green has done backflips over it and it's like, it's all on his Instagram and YouTube. So you want to check that out for sure. If you're into skateboarding at all, you're going to be super entertained by this. Just the stuff that people are doing nowadays, man, it's insane. The kids and the younger generations of skateboarding to the next level of like, they're filled with helium. There's always a next level. Dude, I'm telling you, there is. There's, you, there's a plateau and then you have to fucking beat that. Yeah. And you don't know. It's like what the vitamins are taking are or what the <laughs> fuck is going on. But like whatever's happening, it's definitely elevating from even the Tony Hawk days when that was like the biggest you could get with the 900. Yeah. You know? Kids are doing 900s for fun now. And Jeez. now it's like, what's next before you throw up and spinning like the Gravitron? You know, it's like, it's intense. <laughs> but it's so fun to watch because you're seeing these kids make new tricks. You're seeing them get so creative and like push each other so hard yeah. in such a positive way. And it's like, and they're all just getting super creative. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's fun. And so they had Dead Kennedys play, and uh, they had them play on the ramp on the Saturday that I couldn't be there. Oh, shit. Um, but Pinks were on that tour. They didn't, unfortunately, get invited to play this show or event or whatever. But um, Dead Kennedys, I guess, they killed it. I got videos from all the guys. They were all sitting on The ramp was, like, filled with people on both sides of the ramp, just feet hanging over the coping, you know, and just Dead Kennedys playing in the middle of a giant crowd That's past awesome. the barricade. It was so cool. Our friends Pinata Protest played out there. Uh, there's a side stage as well for the first time. So they played there from Texas as well. And uh, check out Pinata Protest. They're like a, a Spanish punk rock, almost like a, a mariachi, but without like all the instruments. But it's like an accordion, the front man, you know. Old buddies, I met them back on in, God, 20 years ago, well, 15 years ago, I guess, almost now as well. And they're just now turn the world as well. And they're, wow. they're killing it, man. Yeah, so. Really Metalachi's nice getting big. Have Me you heard of Metalachi? No. They're the, Is it a thing? Mariachi band. Okay. And they only play like old fucking like Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah? And all that shit. Oh, nice. I'm <laughs> going to check that out too. Up. Yeah, see They're what you got. They're fucking hilarious, dude. But they, they sound good. Yeah. <laughs> it's Metalachi. But they're full on, dude, with the fucking sombreros and everything. I love it. Oh, it's so good. I love it, man. I'm going to look into that for yeah. sure. Let's see what you got. Let's see what Spotify can pull up here real quick. Metal. But yeah, we uh we had a nice time out there and um again, I think it's only going to get bigger next year. So, if anyone's interested in the Banger and the Hanger too, go check it out online and uh you'll see a lot of the recaps of that event as well as uh probably the possibility of going next year cuz it's going to be twice as big, I'm sure. So, this is Metalachi. <laughs> see what you got. Um, this is off of their, their smash hit album, Uno. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's one, there's Uno. Dose and there's Trace. Uh, that makes sense. So Uno. So let's see if you can, uh, see if you can guess it. There it is. Ozzy and Black Sabbath. Aight. Aight. <laughs> uh. Ah, si me gusta. It's the best. That's cool. And you sing. 
I dig it, dude. It's fucking Marriott. This is stoking me out. I'm headed to Mexico next weekend. Ha, ha, ha. Sweet child of mine. <laughs> You're good at this. Mm. I've listened far too long. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> That's sweet, dude. Oh, yeah, nigga. Time to pull out your hairy chinchins. Mm. All right, Kokoi. Hang on to your sombrero horns. Jingle bells? Oh. It's all 80s. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, that's different. Oh, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy used to work on the docks. Tommy. Unbelievable. That's great. It's fucking that's, fantastic. That's pretty good. Yeah, I dude. play that shit in the house, and I'm just smiling. Mm. My wife is telling me to turn it off. No, already <laughs> with the old classic 80s songs and 70s even, you know, it's like in a different twist. It's yeah. already it already puts you in a good mood. Now it's mariachi. Dude, shit. I've been listening to uh, Corey Taylor. I think we talked yeah, about this Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got, he's branched off again, I think, dude, right? Dude, that Third time. dude can write some fucking songs. Yeah. So he's got Slipknot, Stone Sour, and then Corey Taylor. And just himself. Yeah. Right. Which I thought Stone Sour was, basically. But it's pretty not. much. You kinda It's kinda the same vibe, but different people. Yeah, yeah. But he did a remake album. Fantastic. Re- what do you remake? Fucking fantastic. Uh he did uh Eddie Money, Shaken. Really? Snapping her fingers. Uh what's the other So one? is he doing it like aggressively or is he doing it like Rock. He's doing rock. Rock, but it's done well. <laughs> okay. Uh, put, dig it up. Uh, While you're digging it up, I'm going to piss real quick. Hold yeah, please. Enjoy. <laughs> you know what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll pause this. Okay. And they'll never know. Work. They'll never know. Oh, no. <laughs> Vega. Vega. Oh, Here we yes. go. Dude, this charger. Look. It's a little heavier than Eddie Money. Yeah. He's pulling it. He's fucking He's doing pulling it. it well. He's got a solid voice, you know, and obviously. He did, uh, on the Dark Side. It's an old 80s oh, song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is my favorite one. On the Dark one. Side. Isn't this Springsteen? It's, uh, no, it's somebody else. Yeah. Corey, step aside. <laughs> <laughs> Jawbreaker's coming in hot. Jaw. 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 It's about to kick in. It's yeah. about to kick in right here. Oh. It's way better than the original. You can't go wrong with class. Ah. <laughs> the classic claps, dude. 
super good. Corey oh, that's, Taylor. That's solid. He's got he's got the pipes, man. Yeah, There's no I denying guess his it. His kid is fucking rocking now too. He's oh, his kids. Band. I think I saw that, or maybe I saw somebody else's kid jamming with them as well. I think but I saw it on TikTok. He was off to the side of the stage, and his kid was in a band, and he was like supporting. Oh, I just see that one. That's what I saw yeah. as well. Yeah, I, saw I don't that. know anything about the band, but that's cool shit. Yeah, it's got it's got to be a cool feeling to have your kid to that age and now aspiring to do what dad's doing and probably super solid in a different yeah. realm of it. You know, right? His, yeah. his kid's a drummer. You said. I think he plays guitar. He plays guitar. I think he's a guitar guy. Okay. Okay. Which is pretty great. That's pretty awesome. So I am not a guitar guy. <laughs> you are. I, I play the thing a little bit, but <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> By any means, it's not my thing. I have a guitar under my bed. Yeah, it's like see? an inch of dust on it. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right where it should stay. <laughs> so I feel like you're a little more of a guitar guy than I am. <laughs> we should bust it out more. I'll, I'll show you the three chords I know. I, I may have to change the strings. They might be rusty. That's more they're not because they've just been hanging out in a nice humidified box. <laughs> well, right. humidified actually probably may, they'd be a little rusty if that was the case. But maybe it's a nice dry box. Yeah, good call. Yeah, dry box. Yeah, who knows? Who doesn't like a dry box? <laughs> have you gotten any new equipment? Oh man, have I got new equipment? Give you shit? I did get new equipment. No, I don't get shit for free at all. Really? No, 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 no. I got uh, I did get new equipment. I actually got. Because I'm trying to, we're talking about TikTok and these things. Yeah. I'm trying to up my TikTok game a little bit. My, at least presentation for even like interviews or cameo and all these fun things that, you know, you need a better audio and visual kind of combination there. I bought this thing called Loom Cube. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Jarrett from Bowling for Soup actually introduced me to this idea because I picked his brain about TikTok because he's killing it on TikTok. And I was like, I just want to see what you got in mind for like sonically and visually. What's the best startup option to get things just more game leveled up, you know? All right. And so he recommended this and it was a couple hundred bucks and I got it. And it's just like a little stand has like a Bluetooth uh, remote attached to it. You can, you know, come back here and start filming or whatever instead of pushing the button and going back and all that for pictures as well. And uh, it's got an attached little light next to it. You put your camera phone in the middle and then you got a microphone right here that plugs in, that sets up right next to it as well, like all one piece. Okay. And uh, it all plugs together, and it just makes everything sound just dramatically better if you're trying to do things like that. Yeah. So I'm still experimenting with it, but that's my newest piece of equipment that I've gotten since the last time we talked. And I just got to work on it because I really want, I think it'd be pretty cool once I do get it going. Yeah, because you, know, you would see like in the early TikTok days, people would be holding on to the little, yeah, the little wire microphone and stuff. or whatever and talking, yeah. trying to sell you some shit. Totally. Yeah. 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 Still, <laughs> it's like TikTok is turning more into the selling you more shit I'm noticing. Then. I think it all is. Yeah. I mean, I I'm th- part of it. Yeah. I, well, I think I've even heard, well, I think I've even heard like uh, influencers or whatever even saying that their monetization on TikTok has gone down because TikTok changed a bunch of things and now it's a lot more people selling actual products. Um, yeah. there and it's like I've noticed that too just doing the scroll thing you know and like when I'm on there trying to post my stuff uh, it seems like that's the direction they're going because they probably get a chunk of that obviously and it's blah blah blah, yeah, blah. You, here's how I look at it like I have three sponsors for my other podcast yeah I just use my stories for that and yeah. I actually put fucking content out right you know on the reels mm-hmm. but I feel like because I'm scrolling through my shit and there's so many people trying to push stuff oh yeah and I'm like it's like I, 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 I it almost it almost looks like they've been hired to, you know, well, yeah, it almost, I think probably legitimately they've been hired by companies to to uh, go on there and use their platform for that specifically, and they get obviously a cut of the money from it, I'm sure, right. and blah, blah, blah. But 
it's just weird. It's just a bunch of random people just selling this fucking hairbrush to you. And so the guy you don't know <laughs> telling you how great this shit is. Yeah, now try it on men's hair. We're yeah. like, ah, mine's also natty and <laughs> caught up in fucking knots here. You know, it's like, yeah, well, if I believe you, dude, with the brush. Speaking of knots. Got your hair up in a knot. I do got it up in a knot. It's Looking getting to that good. point, man. Yeah, I'm catching up to you. Yeah, it's good. It's coming. It's coming. It's been two years in the making. Two years in the making, making. this hair. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's only been this long for two years. Now, you had it longer when you were younger. Is this about the same same length or longer? No, this is shorter than back then. I had it down to the nipples. It was down to the nipples. It was down to long. the nipples. Yeah, it was that long. I got pictures. It's over there somewhere, but. It's crazy, like, how long looking back at it was. And it's funny, I'm seeing, like, old pictures that pop up here and again. And it looks like a modern picture because it's in between that phase and where I'm at now. And I'm like, when was this taken? I'm like, oh, that was just 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it goes fast. Face looks a bit different, but, you know, ultimately the hair is getting the same length. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking back to how long it was. And even playing on stage with that long of hair was pretty pretty wild like looking at it i'm like what did i do with all that hair on my face in my mouth i remember choking on it <laughs> i remember choking legitimately like breathing in because I, I sing quickly and so i was like legitimately taking a fast breath to get the rest of the line out right and fucking like seven inches right down the throat most people can handle that i couldn't no. i get no. No, it takes practice <laughs> it takes practice yeah. for seven inches down your throat <laughs> and so i just like started choking i was like had to literally string it like with my finger and pull it out and uh, get back to work, but Show it was. Let's go on. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's making me consider the idea of keeping it around this length, if not going, you know, another direction. But we'll see. I remember when I got this long last time, I started having. I finally got to where I was wanting it to get to, which is like past the uncomfortable, weird part. Yes. But now it's like at the long, weird part to where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Let it rock. I know. Let it. Let it go. It's going. When's the last time you had your nipple fucking like, flicked? S- flicked. When's the last time I had my nipple flicked? It's been Mine was a good seven years. Seven, yesterday. I got a little something on there. How'd that feel? Well, I work in a warehouse. Okay. And everything comes, the pallets come wrapped in saran wrap. Yeah. So I'll cut it and I'll take the saran wrap off. Well, a lot of times it's already tied to the pallet. Okay. So I'll just pull on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I pulled it on it yesterday and it snapped and it fired back and caught me right in the nippy. Right in the nippy. It fucking hurt. I forgot that pain. It doesn't it's, go away right away. No, it's it like lingers. when you get a nut tap. It's like a tap worse than getting kicked in the junk. <laughs> like full on kicking the junk is like nothing compared to a tap. Nothing. 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 It just we had stings. a guy in high school that would walk around and look for dudes that were sitting with their legs spread and just mm-hmm. give them the old little finger tap. A little tap, tap, tap. Stays with you, dude. Go to your home. <laughs> go to speaking your of home. which, my buddy Sadie, speaking about tap, tap, taparoo. My buddy Sadie, you know Sadie. Yeah, Combs. Yeah, Combs. Yeah. So he he works for uh, staging companies, and he just sent me. I was at the airport coming back from Houston. Actually, I just landed back home, and uh, he's like, "Hey, buddy, guess who I met last night? We're going to Sizzler." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Fucking Sizzler? I fucking met Shooter McGavin, dude. No way. Shooter, yeah, playing it was a golf competition this is out here. Shooter's tour. Shooter's tour. Sure. They went to Sizzler. No, they didn't go to Sizzler, but oh. he's trying to you know lead up to what he's about to tell me okay. as far as who's actually the guy he met. And I guess Shooter McGavin, the guy, whatever his name is, that does Shooter McGavin, uh, was out there with his golf team. And he's like, he's like, and dude, nicest guy. He's like, I was afraid to meet him because he's a piece of shit in the movie. Right. And all this. And uh, he's like, super cool guy. I'm like, well, I figured he probably would be. You know, he's an actor. And uh, which says a lot about, I don't know. I'm like, I think all actors are really nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> but typically, if you see an asshole on stage, you see, you know, you, you, you know as, as far as performance goes in, you know, in movies, it seems like they're probably not that and they're just a character. But... Met him, super nice guy. Got a picture with him. 
uh, he like even did the shooter thing for me and all this shit. And I was like, well, he's probably living on that for a little bit. It's like, oh, well. it was a pretty major role mm-hmm. for that guy, you know? So that was pretty cool. He sent me the picture. I'll show it to you later when I'm not filming us. Fucking shit. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. He was stoked. I was like, right on, man. So that reminded me of a uh, shooter. We were talking about just, just tap it in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just tap, tap, tap a So you're still alcohol free. I am still alcohol free. How Woo! long, baby? How long? <laughs> Two years, one and a half weeks. Or That's a what? milestone, my friend. It is, Dan. What's That's the date? Milestone. What's the date today? Today's I wish November. I was alcohol free a couple <laughs> weekends ago. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were for a couple days after that. Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like I'll, I'll go a whole week without drinking. Yeah. And then I'll tie one on, and I'm like, the thing is, it's like my fucking sleep is screwed up the night that I drink too much. Oh yeah, you're twisting, turning, twisting, like, turning. I don't man. sleep good, so, so I either sleep in and fuck the, fuck up the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm tired. So the next night I'm trying to recuperate and get more sleep. So I go to bed early. Yeah. It takes two days it, away from me. It throws it off, dude. It really does. How you doing, buddy? Speaking of which, you make the solo album and you weren't drinking. Yeah. So what's the difference in your eyes from... Clarity? The, yeah. The, the, the old days <laughs> whenever you would booze. And then like, do you get more done? I get a lot more done. I overthink a lot more too but in a positive way what i used to do was overthink because i knew it was crappy because i was like i was like oh my voice is shit because of yada 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 or um i have a better idea now that i'm not you know drunk or whatever and it's like more came to mind and then i want to go back and redo it uh because of better phrasing or better words in general um but mostly performance performance is a big one because like my performance in there now is immaculate compared to is bar none, I won't say immaculate, but bar none next to what I used to do in the studio that would take so much longer to do. Ah. Like, it's just, I'm used to it. I'm, it's easier, you know, and not, not because it's just like a, I'm just going to throw this together, but it's easier to get the notes out and it's easier to choose notes that are the right notes. And it's um, easier in the fact that I don't get burnt out vocally, even every, all around as much throughout the recording process day. Because those are like, I did a 10 hour day yesterday. I was in the studio 10 hours yesterday, like from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. And um, you had to, I had to be in there like finishing it because that was the last day that we decided I was going to fix all the vocals, all the guitars, anything I needed to fix so we can get the fuck on with this thing. Yeah, And right. finally get it mixing and get it mastered and get the process rolling. And so I was determined, and that's the thing too, is like under those circumstances, I had the ability and the physical physical ability to do those things that I needed to do without being like, oh, well, I'm just burnt out now and there's nothing we can do about this voice anymore. Yeah. You know, if it's going out a little bit in the studio nowadays, it's a little bit of hot tea and I can muscle through much stronger than if not, you know. So I was so, reading on your Instagram post, you said it takes like six months. It takes five months for vinyl to get pressed. Why? And essentially, uh, what's the, everybody, well, for one, vinyl's a big thing again. You know, like CDs are, CDs are out, obviously we know yeah. that. Tape decks are coming back or whatever a little bit because of the novelty. But essentially, vinyl is a fun collector's item. People want to hang on their walls, or they just have record players, and they want that classic sound back. Right. And in general, and um, yeah, see? Yeah, right. One right there. Precisely, yeah. yeah. So I go into my house, too. I just hooked it all up, and I'm stoked. That's <laughs> like all we listen to in the house. And so um, with that, they're all backed up because everyone's pressing vinyl nowadays. It. So And it's a, it's a bit of a process with all of that, too. And so I got lucky. I'm getting lucky. Five months is kind of even a short stint of time with what it may take other people um depending upon their connections because my record label double helix 
has connections tightly because of their record label and having done records with a certain company out of the Midwest that uh, they're able to move things along a bit faster or jump ahead if need be or whatever the case is, you know, depending right. on depending on the other artist's expectancy for release versus possibly mine or whatever, you know, without setting the other person back or, you know, getting in their way. Um, it still moves things along you know, uh, in that process. So because of that, there's the vinyl and there's also you want to make sure you've got your video shot your singles you're about to release so that's already ready to go and that's in the back you know back stock uh you want to make sure you've got your photos taken your press photos your uh a lot of press done on top of that for the release of the whole thing you want to make sure there's promotion going out properly that people are excited about and know about it rather than you know just a couple weeks before a month before even two months before it's like it's if you you know you want at least a good five months to six months is a good long length of promoting a record to make sure that people are very aware uh, and it keeps in their face and then when it finally drops they're super excited about it still they know ah. the anticipation keeps growing and growing you know so they have all these things in the chamber yeah and just waiting to shoot you, the you slowly <coughs> release it and then the, at the very end is the actual release blah. Yeah. yeah exactly the explosion so, explosion yeah so. blah. <laughs> <laughs> So that is why six months, I mean, five months, whatever, you know, so that's why we are determined with this one to end of November, all the songs are recorded, all the songs are mixed, they're all mastered, artwork is pretty well on its way to almost complete, complete completion, um, if not just right at the end or the beginning of December to get it all shipped off to the plant and have it start doing its magic and getting pressed mm. and put together. So I follow, I think it's called Waxworks. Okay. It's a record company. That, that presses wax and they it's a ball of fucking wax yeah they take two different colors or whatever i think i might have seen the same they thing put the label on top the paper and Let's they go. put it in the machine and it smashes it and then it cuts the edge because it's all loopy and it makes the disc yeah so my question is maybe you know because you maybe you toured one of these places mm. uh, you, i feel <laughs> like you may know it's more possible than i could have talked could have at some point so is it just like a, a the on the press that actually presses on the wax, it's going to have the music of, you know what I mean? The grooves. So that's a great question. So, I don't know that. I, I saw the same thing that you're talking about, yeah. I think. And in my head, I'm like, why the fuck does it take five months to do that? That looks so fast and easy. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You probably thought the same after the session. Well, I'm like, there, there's one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, fuck, how many is 150 more? And then we got at least a record to start pushing out. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, curious about it too. It looks like just a compact machine, a compression machine. Yes. To me, and then yes. maybe I don't know how it's ingrained. It's it's so confusing and pretty yeah. in, pretty interesting, like how you ingrain music into that. I want to look it up almost while we're talking about it. It's, I'm gonna th- see. it's like fucking magic. Yeah, I'm I'm, like, I'm destined to give our fans out there, every one of your fans of Jawbreaker Podcast, uh, the explanation as to why or how music is pressed is pressed as I type it. Onto a record, a vinyl record. Yeah, because like, is I've, it is it pressed on there, or do they make the record and then they press it? You know, like press yeah. the music on. I think I'm about to have the answer here for right. everybody out there listening. Uh, now, here we are. All right. Okay, so how is music stored on vinyl records? Long story short, maybe this guy explains it on the actual note. That's just commercials. Hmm. Um, here we go. How do you do this thing? Where are we at? A lot of words. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of the preemptive stuff that you don't really need, or preliminary stuff you don't need. Sound isn't amplified. Same time, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, bullshit, yada. Bullshit, bullshit, my line, my line. 
<laughs> okay, records are, luckily you can read fast. Uh, records are recorded onto a master and then pressed into vinyl. So, okay, record players have a stylus. Okay, well, that didn't really tell me much. Hold on. Sound isn't amplified mechanically. It's carried through the tone arm and the cartridge containing coils in a magnetic field. Mm. These coils take the vibrations and amplify them electronically through speakers. Okay, so that just sounds like maybe that pressing is the actual data. Sounds like a bunch of horse shit. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit, like yeah. Very scientific -y. Very scientifically. People just sing into the plastic wax once it's done or with the wax. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, it sounds like, yeah, they're saying it's pressed in there. So maybe that pressing is essentially the data being pressed into the... the we got to get what, a guy from Double Helix on this we do. I'm going to actually ask That's, Jeff. Yeah, I'm yes. going to ask Jeff. For Christ's sake, someone make it clear. It. We're going to come back to this at a later date and tell yes. you guys all about how this actually works. This is good. <laughs> and we'll promote his fucking Double Helix stuff. Yeah, we got to promote Double Helix. I might be getting a chance to work with them pretty soon, actually, too. All right, then. Yeah, I might, be, I might have some opportunity to be a PR guy for them. Oh. Should be kind of fun. You do well at PR. I, we'll see. Yeah, I, you know, I've had clothing to, I've lines had, and I've, skateboards I've, and. I've had to walk the line between like being the diplomat for a long time with good situations and bad situations to kind of keep the peace, and um, that's something that was discussed. So we'll see what happens. It'll have be kind of fun. Sold I think that it, mountain of fucking skateboards that you have. Still a mountain of skateboards. So go to <laughs> Jason <Devore. laughs> No, do a plug. I'm trying to get this stuff out of my office, people. All right. I promise it's legitimate art. You're going to love it. It's great skateboard decks. Nah, go check it out, though. It's uh, Just go to DevoreArtsAndImagery.com and pick up a skateboard deck. I got some art stuff out there that you guys might want to pick up. I got if your not, arts hanging in that room. You got some arts in that I room? I got one of the arts. Oh, which one it's you got again? Frame. That's the one I got you yeah. finally after 20 years. After it's, uh, 20 years, I got it. <laughs> which one was it again, though? I forget. It's the heart, I think. It's the, the courage one. Okay. Blue, yeah, yeah, the courage one. That's right. Yeah. The blue the blue heart. Okay. It's not even the one that we wanted. No, it's not. But we love it. <laughs> I try. I aim to please. Well, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> the, the wife said, oh, I want this one. And I told you, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one she wants. And it wasn't. I'm the un, uh, the quote unquote artist. It's my fault always. I got to take oh, blame gotcha. for that. Yeah. So it's not your fault. It's mine. So, so you you're the you're the clear. I'll let you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a bullet any day. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So what else you plugging? You got fucking skateboard decks. Skateboard decks galore. Yeah, art stuff. I have a new print coming out pretty soon for a song by the band called Overseasons. Yes. I've been working on that quite a lot for uh, I guess six seven six months on the road. And it's getting close to that. You want to see it real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. show just you because they can't see it. But um, That makes sense. That's cause gonna, cause it's, it's an audio, audio. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming out very soon. That was me. That was not me. And, uh, I'm doing two variations of it. I'm going to do one, which I did with Courage as well. Ooh, it's a butterfly. It is a butterfly. That's and it's, fucking sweet. It's kind of like, you know, over seasons, that whole thing with the seasons, obviously. It's changing. And changing. From a cocoon. And then this is like the night version as well, okay. which would be kind of fun. You see the... But you don't see the rest of it. This is like an earlier version before I added more to it. But I dig it. There's a storyline to it behind, you know, deep within. You'll see this uh, back here in the background tree as well as the forefront on the other side. And, um, yeah, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. There's definitely, <laughs> there's a, as with most of the art I do, there's like a hidden hidden little Easter egg kind of things like going on. a message. On. Message, yeah, within. So it's not the message, so, so, so to speak, with the lyrical content that was written, but given the title name and, you know, things of that nature combined with the arts, it, it still makes sense. <laughs> so it's, it has nothing to do with the song itself. <laughs> I'm just using that as a platform to create your more art. art. Yeah. It's your art. You do what the fuck you I want. Do what I want. <laughs> and I will. That's it. And I will. God damn it. Till the day I die. <laughs>
<laughs> so what's uh, your new guitarist? You got you got Brandon. We have Brandon, our guitarist. Yeah, and then you got the 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 guy filling in. Brandon. Two Brandons. That gets confusing. Brandon and Brandon. Wow. I know. A that was inflection. tricky on the road. Yeah, I, I fucked up a couple times on stage. So they're on stage. Let's make some noise for Brandon, not actually him. <laughs> ah. And they're both rocking. Yeah. What What's the difference? Because there has got to be. There's a big difference in styles. Yeah. They both are killer guitar players in their own different ways. Brandon, um, my guitar player, is much more of a... Uh, articulate, techie guitar player. Like yes. precise. His, his big thing is precision and articulation on playing the guitar. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's almost mathematic. And um, with that comes something that a lot of guitar players can't do as well as he does it. Which is, I mean, it's saying a lot because there's a lot of guitar players out there. But he like lives, eats, breathes, sleeps his guitar. And um, you can tell. It's one of those things, you it know. Shows. It shows a lot, yeah. Down to his tones, his guitar amps, his, all these things, you know. He's a guitar nerd. He is. He yeah. is fully, man. He is into it. He's like, he's got it down to the details. He knows what he wants it to sound like. He knows exactly the pitch, the, you know, placement of all the things, the actual strap. The strap is a big thing with him. If the fucking strap is off by a centimeter, yeah. he talks about it after the show and doesn't how right. it doesn't feel right. And he, well, the other he was guy's chopping. got the big strap. So, okay, here, so here we go. And hunched over. And so, so now on to Brendan. Yeah. Brendan from a band called Mercy Music. He's the front man of, of Mercy Music. And he's brilliant. So right now, that's what you've got in the band for when he's playing with us, is you have now three front men in the band of Authority Zero, which adds, obviously, a different element and a, and a fun, unique thing, which is three singers, legitimate singers, actually, in the front, you know, like, for that purpose of being legitimate singers. Brandon can sing too. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as actual people that are frontmen or have been frontmen in their own bands uh, as vocalists, that's what they, their roles are. And so we have three of those with him, um, which is great. Um, he doesn't sing as much as you, know, you would think he would being a singer. Right. Uh, he's still got to stick to the basics of things because he's, as you say, he rocks out. He has a low strap. He's like his strap is as long as his arms. You know, it's it's, it's a wild play. I don't know how he plays it's the as good. First thing I noticed, I was like, this yeah. guy's low. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how he plays as good as he does our shit, especially because there's a lot of chunking, a lot of just all over the place stuff. And so I was impressed beyond is a lightly said because when he first started playing with us at practice, I was like, he's doing that. He's fucking doing it well, and. uh He's just got a cool vibe about him, too. He's a different vibe than Brandon. Of course, you know, they're both very different in their styles. He's got much more of a mid, oh man, we say like mid-80s punk rocker, rocker even kind of uh, thing going on. And uh, he's got the leather jacket. You know, he's got his uh, ripped up shirts and his, you know, he's a tall, thin dude and uh, short, spiky, blonde hairish, you know, and uh, he just rocks out. He's a great performer in the regards of like entertaining on stage. You know, he likes to play well, but he also likes to entertain, which is, is fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. You know, I love I love entertaining on stage as well. So it's a it's a fun kinetic uh, energy with both the guys, but just in different ways. Um, more, I guess I'd say in uh, Brendan is more leans toward more showmanship as far as like that goes, you know, with yeah. flash flash and stuff like that. And Brandon, Brandon Landilas will tell you the same thing that he's more of the other guitar player of more of the clean Precision. precise and make yeah. sure it sounds good do the fucking job and make it sound good guy you know that's yeah that's he's like that's my role as the, the guitar player um and brendan has a combination of both of those elements he of course plays really well and he also puts on a show so it's just all it's all fun and uh he'll be playing with us this friday at the goldfinger show oh right on. in town our yeah. last show of the year so 
Um, a lot of people will get to see him performing with us that are coming out to that show. I know there's some people flying out, and uh, you'll be super stoked to see him. Some of you saw him on the West Coast with the Bowling for Soup tour, and uh, I heard nothing but good good reviews back from them, too. They were saying that Brendan uh, adds vibe to the stage, uh. quote-unquote vibe, and uh, so it's going to be fun. So it's Brandon fun. is with the Mad Caddies. And so Brandon Landelius is also with the Mad Caddies. Yes. Yes, and he's on tour currently in Europe. So that's why he left you, and then you got... Brendan. Yes, and Brendan was Brandon's recommendation <laughs> as the guitarist fill-in for Brandon. Got it. Yeah, because I think we were we were we were between two guitar players. We were between Jake from Strung Out from State Farm from State Farm. He sounds hideous. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, <laughs> Jake from Strung Out and Brendan came up um, uh, as well. Like so, these two guys and. We knew that Strung Out had some time off, I think, was why we were kind of leaning more toward Jake, and he's a brilliant guitar player. I Jim. love Strung Out. Actually, you know, Strung Out, that's our uh, our intro song. Oh, yeah. I believe it's City Lights. Oh, cool. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so Jake Jake from Strung Out was uh, on deck to be one of the fill-in guitar players for Brandon while he's out with the Mad Caddies. And then also, we had just met Brendan from Mercy Music, on the Unwritten Law tour that we were on, and we hit it off right away as well. Um, so we were initially leaning toward Jake, not because of ability, but we thought Mercy Music also had a record just coming out, had just come out, or coming out. And so we thought availability, that Jake would be maybe more available because we thought we heard that Strung Out was also taking a bit of time off around the same time frame. And so uh, we were moving forward with that, and then... Um, we in the end uh, went the direction of Brendan. Um, Brandon had you know we talked with Brandon, our guitar player, and he's like, he's like, you really might want to consider Brendan as well. You know, it's like I know there's these variations of scheduling and like you know thoughts on the whole thing. He's all, but for my fill-in, I think that you know the variations of music that are being played, um, Brendan might end up working out really well. And uh, plus, you know, he's a singer in a band as well, and we we were big on backup vocals and stuff like that, so that's very important to the, the mix of the group. So we, in the end, uh, decided to roll with Brendan and he just killed it. And, you know, we couldn't be happier with the way that he's played and uh, he took it seriously, like all the way down to changing his pickups in his guitar to get the get the right sounds and all that, you know, because he didn't want to come yeah. in. He didn't want to come in and like step all over our shit is exactly his words. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because getting along with somebody is probably a huge, uh, what's it, an issue. Massive. You know I, mean? I mean, that's more important than being able to play on stage to right. me. It's like you're with them 23 hours in the van and in life and then one hour on stage, you know, and that's very important, obviously. But leading up to that, if you're not getting along, you're going to be a shit performer, right. you know, collectively. The so animosity on stage. Yeah. People can see that shit. Oh, yeah. And I've, I'm done with that. I have plenty <laughs> of that shit on stage. And it's like weird, like almost like being a fucking ref sometimes, you know. So with Brandon, again, too, I got to know him really well. Uh, I got to know him on the tour. Like we have so much in common that's weird. Like through, he's from Phoenix actually originally, so he came up here. He knows Rob, Robin Nash. He knows like all the DJs and like he's like seven, six years younger than me. He's still thirty six. I'm forty four. So whatever that is, math. No. So, uh, but I was like, if we were younger, if I was younger or you were older, I swear we would have hung out back in the day because it's the same clicks, the same zones, Nile Theater, all these things. Yeah. And so every day there was something else. I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? I'm like, we're you're freaking me out. Like, it's like weirdly familiar to me, like how much, you know, you're saying right now and like how much we have in common. So it made for a nice connection on the road. It was almost another immediate one on stage and the energy was just there and connective uh, really simply and 
we were vibing with each other back to back, doing old rocker stuff on our knees, rocking on stage, you know. We had a really great time. Did you hold your back when you got up? You're like, oh, I, yeah. I was like, hey, I pull. threw my hand out. I'm like, I know you're playing guitar, but I could really use the help here. I need a chair or something to pull myself up with. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, uh, it was great. It's great. Um, he's a great filling guitar Good. player, you know, and I couldn't be happier. The band's super happy right now with our, our choice and the direction we decided to go with that for the time being. While Brandon's out doing the Mad Caddies too. So how long did he have to uh, like fucking learn the songs, or did he already know them? He had no, no, he didn't know them at all. He, uh, um, I think he had about two, three weeks, maybe about three weeks. He's a quick study. Quick study, yeah. And I just threw him a couple more songs, like a couple classics, uh, "Passage in Time" and "Super Bitch" for this show coming up Friday, um, to throw in the mix with the new sex. We have extra time on this tour or this show from the tour. He's got him by now. He's got him down. He's I, got, I, I he text, has to. I texted him yeah. yesterday. He's like, "We're good." That's all he said. We're good. We're good. I was like, we're not rehearsing before the show. We're going to do sound check oh, and then shit. practice those two songs and then go for kick the tires and light the fires. <laughs> That's trust, buddy. It is. I have faith in him. Like I've seen him play for two weeks and I, I think he's going to do great. Good. Yeah, man. Very good. This yeah. is good. Yeah. It's real good. That's up. That's what's up. I think we're done. Yeah. That was a great podcast. You got shit to do? I got shit to do now. I'm going to go, always do. I'm gonna go try and make that steak dinner pretty soon. I know that. Yeah. Been fasting too long today, man. This coconut water's hitting the spot though. Yeah, you know what? You're fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so if I look depleted, I'm not. When was the last uh, time you ate? Uh, last night at uh, 10 o'clock. Last night at 10. You've got a whole day, huh? I've got a day. Well, almost a 24-hour. All right. But I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to do a whole 24-hour. I think 18. 18 is about what I'll be ending right. up at or something like that. I go, I mean, I try to be done eating by 4, 4.30. Yeah. And then I don't eat until 8.30 the next day. Oh, there you go. So I got that whole time. Yeah. Because it's weird, dude. I went to bed. At, and I, we, were, we got home late. I ate something. And I was full. And I ate way later than I normally do. Yeah. And I slept like shit. Yeah, I'm kind of blowing it with this like Ugh. idea of like eating at 5 o'clock or even like 5 to 8. I don't like zone. it. Yeah, because no. I, I do like feel bloated before I go to bed. Yeah. And I'll wake up like better, but still like there's something in there. You know, you it's can like, tell. Yeah. there's a four to five hour window after you eat mm -hmm. that your body um, isn't doing any fasting, obviously, because you ate, you've eaten. Yeah. So it's working. Yeah. So you have to get through that before you go to bed. Yeah. And then when you go to bed, you're fasting and you're burning fat and your metabolism goes up. Because we talked about that. It's yeah. like breakfast is called breakfast because of break fast. Break fast. Yeah. So it makes more sense for me to reverse this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of stuck where I'm at right now, so I'm gonna kind of muscle through this, and then maybe I'll change it up a bit. Huh. And uh, what kind of steaks you got? Phases. I don't know what they got. They they got the steaks. Like I say, the sister-in-law's in town. She's the cook, so they probably went shops for some really nice ones. Probably tea, uh, probably ribeyes. Ribeyes are always mm. the household. I got steak. some beef tallow downstairs. You ever use that? What's beef tallow? I don't know. What that is. Beef fat. No. It's like know. you know you cook bacon and then you save the fat. Oh yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. It really is. They they take the fat. Okay. And they render it down. Oh. And then you can spread it on your steak. Well, it's probably delightful. You cook with it. It's like butter. Yeah. It's probably super Tastes like beef. Super flavorful. This guy I work, he's a trucker. He, he delivers dry ice mm -hmm. to the building. And uh, I was talking with him where I was talking about food and shit. He, he follows me on Instagram. He's like, man, you were cooking all kinds of shit the other day. He says, I have a friend that has uh, cows. And they're, they're all grass-fed mm -hmm. cows. And he sells the beef tallow. It's not like a pig slaughter, like we started off this. No, 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 no. This is, 
This is just fat. So just fat. <laughs> he's slaughtering cattle. Oh, right, but but not in, like with machine guns. It's not a machine gun. There's no helicopter masses. involved. <laughs> but he but, gave but, me one. He just gave it to me. It's local. It sounds like it'd be awesome grass, on steaks. I'll give you a couple scoops if you want it. Yeah. yeah I'll take it home and we'll, we'll throw it on there. He says I, he puts it on his steaks. I haven't cooked with it yet, but I mean, it's fucking beef fat, it, dude. How bad can it be? Oh, it sounds like it would, again, just add flavor, yeah. like massive. Like, well, just your like sister, bacon. she'll know what to do with it. Probably, yeah. yeah. Or she, yeah, I mean, yeah. She's she's been getting better and better too. She moved back home for a while. We talked about that, and yeah. so I noticed. I say we talked about that a lot on this podcast because I can't remember what we talked about. Well, <laughs> it's so long ago. It was so long ago. Yeah, and we we talk about we are. As, there's no rhyme or reason to some of our podcasts. So it's like I I know we just go on life tangents about like like what's happening and experiences. I'm like I'm, I probably said this before, like probably six times. Maybe. Maybe. But the beef fat thing is new. So she has, I don't think she's ever cooked with that before in this regard. So it'll be cool to throw it at her and be like, see what's up. It's actually better for you. Like your body knows what to do with it. But then like butter and yeah. say well, things like that. Yeah, well butter another thing that's good for you. Okay. you. You just can't eat it all the time. Right. But it's like <clears throat> canola oils, bullshit. You know, all the seed oils. <laughs> like avocado and coconut and olive oil. Those yeah. are the three that we use in the house. Huh. But butter and, and fats, that's your body knows what to uses do with that. those things. Yeah, yeah, it takes what it needs, and yeah. if you eat a lot of it, you'll clog your heart, I imagine. Sure, and we'll be around that long. Just don't eat a lot. Don't eat a lot. Yeah, everything in, in uh, moderation. Moderation. Portion. Yeah. Portions. Yes. All right. Let's close on that. That sounds good. That sounds great. I love it. I can't it's wait to eat it. Jaw. 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 Yeah.